What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Pinge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. This is episode 76. Lyndon, how are you doing? I'm well, look, I'm doing really well because as a DC fan, we got a big win tonight, ladies and gents. Big effing win. We're gonna talk about it later in the show because I don't want to spoil the surprise. But I'm 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 happy. Am I talking about the Oscars or am I talking about Birds of Prey? You're gonna have to find out later in the show. <laughs> um, I think everyone who has eyeballs knows what you might be talking about at the end of the show. But Excellent. before we get to any of any of that, we have a lot of fun stories that we're gonna talk about today, and man. I actually have had a fun weekend of just getting in some content, saw a lot of really fun things this week with the world of TV, and I think there's just even more that's just going to come. I'm really just loving the amount of content that's out there now. I mean, the whole spectrum of TV has changed, and I'm still loving that there's still some things that are staples that are that are holding true. You know, like some of your shows that have been out there for a while to talk about it with my movie on the rise um and you know we're still we still have our big events like we had the super bowl last week and the oscars uh this week so definitely a fun time to be watching tv and all the streaming and everything so i'm just really pumped about the where where we are right now because i've just had a fun week of just watching stuff yeah i felt like you watched more new stuff than i did this week like i'm trying to watch more movies man i want to get my trivia game going see i came back so i'm inspired Oh yeah, see, I did. I did watch the Schmodown, the Schmodown match that when it came back. But uh, not. I, I've been watching movies. Of course, I, I I'll try to watch a movie a night or something like that. But I'm talking about like new TV. I haven't watched too much new TV. Like I didn't even get a chance to watch Lock and Key yet. So I'm gonna end up watching that this week as well as my movie on the rise, which we'll talk about when we get there. But yeah, no good TV. Not as great as 2019 yet, but it's on its way. Like. It's starting off. It's starting off slow, but it's starting off with some with some decent hits. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for me, a lot of people are starting like with Hunt, with Honey Boy kind of coming out coming out and being like more widely seen right now. Is it out I, on Amazon right now? Yeah. Oh, see, my girlfriend asked me that today, and I was like, I'm pretty I'm sure pretty, it'll be I'm out pretty after sure, the Oscars because I mean, like they've been putting out the trailers and all that, and like it's on the Oscars now, so like pretty sure it's out now. And like I saw that last year, and then like for a lot of people, like nineteen set they saw nineteen seventeen last year, but I saw it this year, so I'm just like having trouble like distinguishing what's this year because like if Honey Boys like counts as twenty twenty, then I think you know we've had a pretty good start to January. If you have nineteen seventeen or January and February nineteen seventeen, Honey Boy, Bad Boys, The Gentleman, yep. You know, I think we've been starting off pretty well, and then a lot of the TV shows are really pumping out strong. Uh, I, the people are gonna think, "Why didn't you say Birds of Prey?" I, I don't want, I don't want to give away any of our stuff. Like, why didn't you say Birds of Prey, Schubert? That came out as well. Oh yeah, Birds of Prey. <laughs> Yo, this is this is hilarious to me, ladies and gentlemen, because I have not talked to Schubert about this movie. This is the first movie we have watched since doing this podcast where I didn't talk to him after I saw it, after he saw it. He, I tweeted that I saw it. Or I tweeted that I was going to watch it. Didn't tweet after because I didn't want to give anything away. And 
but I don't want I don't want you guys to think that means I don't I didn't like the film. We're gonna just talk about it later. So just know we got, we're gonna talk about it. Shoot, let's just get into it, man, because we got some good notes to talk about as well. Yeah, man, I'm ready to get things started here for episode 76. So let's go. Uh, Sam Raimi, he helped launch the modern superhero movie with 2002 Spider-Man. And he's in talks to direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness for Marvel Studios. Um, yeah. So that hasn't been confirmed. Marvel had no comment, but that seems to be the direction. That I, I'm, I'm willing to bet I'm 85% sure that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that's a safe bet. And, and I think Sam Raimi was a good director. There's rumors because Sam Raimi's doing it, we might see. And now I, this is not confirmed. This is a rumor. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man may make an appearance in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because the multiverse, which may lead to the picture of us getting Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Peter Parker all in one movie. Why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. So that that's just that's what's just the, rumor right now. Played Miles Morales' name, Shamik Moore. Yeah, have him in there too. Might as well. Shit, I'd be down for it. What's uh? What's the guy from New Girl who played Peter Parker in the Spider Verse? Oh my gosh! You want to get what's his name in? <laughs> get him there with like a gut. How hilarious would that be? That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but, that'd be pretty funny. But no, nah, yeah. I mean, this is cool. Ramey's good, man. I think this this would be nice. Um, I don't think it's like you know busting the roof off with like a director pick. Um, I think. I think there's a little risk, but I also think it's kind of safe. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's more safe than risk. So like it's it's solid. Sam Raimi's not a bad director. I think this will be a decent film into the Doctor Strange. It's not going to be the horror vibe that Scott Derrickson wanted to do. It's going to be more mainstream Marvel. Mm, definitely, uh, but you know, Sam Raimi definitely does have his mar his horror elements. I mean, he did create the Evil Dead saga. So True. he can he can really dive in there if, if needs be. So I think they still kind of want to go with a darker tone, but maybe Sam Raimi is the guy that can make it uh, Disneyfied. Yeah, uh, ma- well, make it well, make, make it work, make yeah. it marketable. One hundred percent, I agree with that. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about some of these trailers because I was really excited about them and I made sure that you watched them. Uh, let's talk about the one that we may not be the most excited about: Spiral with uh, Chris Chris like, Rock, like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and. Uh, yeah, the other guy. Can I be honest? When I saw when Chris Rock started, it reminded me of one of those Taco Bell Live Moss Nacho Fry commercials. I was like, is this a fucking spoof? Then Samuel's in, and I'm like, all right, this feels a little more real. Then it's like, will I be able to take Chris Rock seriously? Is this going to really be a Saw movie? Like, what is going on in this? Like, that trailer was well, just a hot mess. See, like, I'm kind of interested on where it is as a Saw movie, too, because I don't really like Saw movies that much because it's just, like, a bunch of, like, gory stuff. I do um, like that, though. Um, but, but I was kind of interested in, like, Chris Rock being a detective and trying to track down Jigsaw and, like, not... So, so like, I kind of like how it's maybe going to do the best of both. So I'm kind of... The thing is, is, I'm not really big on the Saw franchise, but this interests me. Like, I don't know if I want to go to the theater and see it, but, like... I, I might watch it just because I like I'm interested. Like, I oh, I'm de- see it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Like, there's no question about that. That I like I'm not gonna watch it. But the the real like, thing is, I don't know what do- saw number they're on. Like, if it was just another saw movie, I would not watch this movie. 
But the fact that Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson are putting this thing that's like sort of a Saw movie mixed with like a detective thriller, like I'm like, ooh, yeah, this is interesting. I, my my whole thing is it's just like is is, is is there better not be any comic like comedy in it? Like, is this gonna be a comedy? Like, it doesn't I, really seem that way. I hope it's not. Like, I want it to be Saw like killing niggas. Like, and I'm I'm only gonna use my one N word because I'm trying not to say the N word on this show at all. But yeah, I just I just want people to die. Like people gotta die in the most crazy ways for it to really get me like, all right, saw a movie, let's go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they're gonna definitely have that, or they're gonna at least have Chris Rock cut off his arm or something. Uh, so we'll see. They maybe gotta the have some. Yeah, maybe it's, oh the Latino guy. Yeah. Very possible. Very very possible. I would. I, that's that's pretty. I'm not gonna say likely, but you know. But Chris Rock did have his arm like uh, handcuffed to the thing. That's so. what I'm saying. I don't see Samuel L. Jackson dying. He doesn't seem like he's the main character. Samuel L. Jackson might be Jigsaw. I, I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, yo, Samuel L. Jackson fucking Jigsaw. That's probably <laughs> the only way he would get into the franchise. He's like, oh, you're going to make me Jigsaw? Okay, cool. I'm Jigsaw, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, or the new name, I'm Spiral, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a tale of Jigsaw. But, uh... Now nah, let's get to the next one because the next All one right. I have a spinoff of question of this. The Jesus Rolls, the um, uh, I guess partner movie to the Big Lebowski featuring John Turturro's character from the film. John Turturro, bro. Turturro, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just this. It's just a spinoff. Like that's all it is. Separate, separate. Well, it's not a, it's, I mean, it's not a spinoff because like it has nothing to do with the Big Lebowski, but it's just but I, I mean, the spinoff in the sense of like the character getting his own movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it has nothing to do with that, and that's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the Big Lebowski. Uh, this this trailer looked really good. Great cast. You see Bobby Cannavale in there. My one of low key one of my like underrated favorite actors. Like Bobby Cannavale is no way like. How'd you feel about his son? Killing shit, but like I love who's his son? The guy from The Mandalorian. Oh, hey, it's J- Mando. That was his son. I kind of yeah. fuck with that. Hell yeah, Jake Cannavale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know people didn't like it, but like. I'm a big fan of vinyl. He was in the Irishman, so I'm excited to see this. But also in the Jesus thing, uh, Rose Byrne I think was in it. Um, I don't know about Rose Byrne. I mean Susan Sarandon. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, sorry, Rose Byrne. It uh, was John uh, Hamm. Yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. So nice cast, but it looked really good. It looked serious. Uh, like. I dug it, man. I dug everything about it. Like the Big Lebowski's more comedy. This looked more gangster film. Christopher That's what Walken I was about to say. I was like, this felt like a gangster movie. Christopher Walken, JB Smooth, Tim Blake Nelson. Great cast, man. Like, this is a star-studded cast, and I'm very interested to see this. So I'm hyped. But th- what I wanted to ask you is I said when John Turturro got cast as uh cast as uh Falcone in the Batman. You were like, I don't know if he could be menacing, and I referenced his character in this. And now that you've seen the trailer to his solo movie, where he's a little more darker, he's he's a gangster. How do you feel about John Turturro's casting in the Batman now? I mean, I think it worked now. <laughs> this this Batman movie I mean, is getting more hype. I don't by- know how good this movie is going to be, but I feel like the vibe could work out because I mean, like I'm now looking at it on IMDb, it's got four point five stars. See, look, wow, that's that's lit. Um, that's no, that's bad. It's out of ten. Oh, oh it's out of t- oh, I thought it was uh out of five. No. 
<laughs> that movie's not out yet. How they gonna give it that mu- that rating on IMDb? I guess. But yeah, it's it comes I- out in a couple weeks. Oh, all right. Well, you know. Well, ho- hopefully it's good. You I know, mean, that's after- people's opinion. Yeah, people. Yeah, for real. After, after it depends on if we like it or if you like it out there. It doesn't matter what other people think. But nah, man, I'm I'm still saying John Turturro is gonna kill that Batman. I wanted to say after seeing the gentleman, I was thinking this man. I know Robert Pattinson's young. I wish there was a world where Henry Golden could have been uh, Nightwing. But since Henry Golden can't be Nightwing because Robert Pattinson's so young, I really want Henry Golden to be Hush. Dang. Like I, like I want, I want him to be Robert Pattinson's right, like Hush rival, or I want him to be Talon if they do Court of Owls. Like I want him to be Bruce Wayne's like counter because Henry Golding, man, he could have been, he could have been a good Bruce Wayne, but since he's not, like let's make him either Hush, either Talon. Um, I know he probably wouldn't be Deathstroke, but if they want to do a young Deathstroke, oh wow, that would, yeah, that would be interesting. Like seeing is seeing him as just like. It doesn't matter who, but like someone like a a, a um a vigilante anti. What if he was um Mercy's face, um, Two Face? See, I was thinking that Schubert, but uh I mean, I mean he, he's not gonna be because I mean he's not even in, in consideration. At the yeah, he's not even in consideration. But I'm thinking just I want to see him more as like the physical mental comparison to Batman. Like I don't want to see. I want to see him as his like. His rival equal type thing, like like I said, Deathstroke. Well, uh, I mean, like I, I think like you, you're making a good point of him possibly being like Nightwing. Like I think he could be a hero. I just don't know if he should be in the Batman. I mean, he might Batman, just not be like in there. Like he could just be somewhere else. I don't know the, where he would fit in yet. Take make him the DC Universe Oliver Queen. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Ooh, you don't like you don't like that one. <laughs> that's why that's why I was trying to give him villain. Like I think he could definitely do a villain, but like Nightwing would have been perfect, but just Robert Pattinson's they're too close in age. Yeah, I mean they're definitely too close in age. Um That's that's why I'm throwing him to the villain role. And like I just I recently just saw a simple favor and he's in that too, and it made me like really dig I, like Henry Golding is really good. But he, he could I mean, be Raider Green Lantern. I mean, he could be he not like a not the uh, the main one, like maybe like Kyle and not uh, Hal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why. Yeah, that's why I said I said Kyle Rayner. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't hear you say Kyle. Yeah, yeah, no, Kyle Rayner. Let him be Kyle Rayner. But I'm I'm looking at my like Justice League poster right now. Uh, Henry Golding. I I want to see he could him be Hawkman. No, bro. I want to see him as like a vigilante type dude. Like I want to see him use his 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 stunt his stunt action. Like I want to see him do his thing. Like. That's why I, when I saw Nightwing, I was just like, "Ooh, that would have been perfect." But I'm, I, I, Matt Reeves, if you're listening to this, if you're going to do an, a sequel, put Henry Golding in as either Hush, Talon, or Deathstroke. We can young Deathstroke up, and I'm down for it. But that's all I got on that. Jesus Rose is dope, though. All right. Well, let's go to the third trailer that was that we have here. It's the Vast of Night. It's going to be an Amazon movie. Um, as a person in radio, I just thought this was interesting. It had like two people in a radio booth and I'm like, oh, well, let me see how this goes. And it seems like it's like these two high school kids, um, that are running a small town radio station and they stumble upon a, con- a conspiracy, a sound and their frequency that, um, people believe has to do with like aliens. And it seems like they have like some sort of encounter later. So it kind of looks interesting. And Amazon's been putting out some really great movies. So I think it might be worth checking out. 
you're gonna make you me scared. You're gonna make me scared when I go into the studio tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> to record for the show, but not. Uh, I liked it. Uh, a lot of the com com comments from the critics were, "This is a great debut," and it it reminded me of Super Eight. It reminded me yeah. of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It reminded me of like one of those those early Spielberg, J.J. Abrams type movies, but more, I guess, thriller s more a little darker. And I kind of dug that about it. I'm actually interested in seeing this. Yeah, me too. I think it would, it might be a fun watch. I don't know. Yeah, it's an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's gonna be perfect. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. It's got some good ratings, good reviews. Um, I, I think it might be really worth checking out. A bunch of people that we don't know. Um, we could really find some some new stars within the cast within the the group. Andrew Patterson's the director. Don't know anything about him. Uh, this could be a real. This is his first film. Could be a really big breakout. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Uh. All right, Schubert, the next thing we have is such. Man, this is flying under the radar. I don't know why anybody's not talking about this, but all right, let's get to it, man. So last week, we talked about this on Anime Talk, and you didn't even know this, and I'm shocked about this, but One Piece is getting a live-action adaptation on Netflix. I'm not really here to talk about that. I already don't think that's going to work, but Oda co-signed it, the mangaka, so whatever. Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures are in development to make a Naruto movie, which has a director and a writer, and also right now the scripts being written for the My Hero Academia live-action movie done by movies? Warner Brothers. Movies done by Warner Brothers, and they're yeah, it's being written and they're looking for a director right now. How do you feel about both these titles? I have already said that I don't think One Piece or Naruto should be touched in terms of. TV series or movie, One Piece is getting a 10 episode one season. So it's like, I don't know how the fuck that's going to work when they have 900 something episodes. Naruto has 600 something episodes. So what what the hell are you going to do in a movie? Where are you going to tell up to? Are you going to tell the Zabuza arc? Are we just getting kid Naruto? Like, I don't understand how much they're going to do. However, I do think, I, I said this on Anime Talk, I think if any one of these shonen style animes would work, it's My Hero Academia. That was a movie. Let me let me pitch it to you. You do up to see. I think you do up to the heroes. The, the uh, when licenses? When the, no, no, not up to the licenses in one movie. You're tripping. I think you do up to like the uh, where they get to the not not the sports festival, but what happens right the after sports festival? That's what I'm thinking. What happens right after the sports festival where the no moves break in and you see all might battle? Uh, that's you the see, end. Yeah, when you see all my no, not all for one. When you see him battle the no moves for the first time, and you meet the League of Villains for the first time. Yeah, I think that's movie one. Somebody then, even somebody on Twitter was like, "Why don't you end it with Stain?" I could even see them ending it with Stain as like a villain, but I, I I'm more inclined to the no moves thing with the League of Villains being movie one, movie two. I think the, you could intertwine Stain with there and have him be have him have his mark where he you know that he's a thing. See, I was gonna say let him be in movie two, let him be the act one antagonist, and then act two that because, works. Be, and because you set up League of Villains, act two would be which was kind of what that season was. Act two is the all for one versus all might. Season three, over. I mean, movie three overhaul. All right, well, you know, maybe that would work out. And I actually don't feel too scared of the One Piece thing mm. um, because I think you know the thing about anime is that the episodes are 22 minutes. They're 20, they're 22 minutes long. 
How much money are they putting into that series? I don't know how much money they're putting in the series, but I assume that it's maybe the same thing they're doing with the Cowboy Bebop. And I mean, if we're trusting that, then I mean, I don't know if we're trusting that actually. Wait, 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 wait! I'm not just gonna let you do that because when I when I asked how much money, I wanted you to say they better put in something like The Witcher, Game of Thrones, bro. Well, that's what I'm imagining. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like if I'm imagining it as The Witcher, like I'm thinking like, okay, you're gonna get a 50 minute One Piece thing, and I think you can cover a lot of ground in 10 episodes with 50 minutes. But my thing is, if it doesn't, Schubert, when we see this and, and we see whoever's Luffy and he's like, uh, gum gum gadling and or whatever the fuck he's going to say, gumu gumu, when he stretches that arm back and we're about to see some Mr. Fantastic shit, if that shit looks even the slightest bit cheesy, it's fucked. One piece, one of the main characters is a reindeer who's half reindeer, half human. <laughs> and it, bro. Another member of the fucking cast is a skeleton who is just a skeleton, 100%. Another one's a big-ass cyborg robot. How the fuck is this about to work, bro? Like, oh, this show's great. Hold on, let me think of the other fucking characters in this fucking show. Like, they have giants. All sorts of weirdos. Bro, they have fucking giants. They have tiny humans. Zoro grows three arms and three heads for his super move. Like, what the fuck? Like, how much fucking money are we putting into this, bro? Like, nah, dog. They gotta put in. I don't know if Netflix is giving it that much money. I don't know. If I mean, Netflix that's... puts in Death Note type of money, that 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 show's gonna fail. And and then you know, so I mean, yeah, it has its its things. I may think that it, it all depends on how they're gonna tell a story too. I mean, like you said, there's so much to go on there. And then Naruto, um, same thing. Are we about to see niggas do well, juice? Naruto, Naruto should not have been a movie. It can't like, be a movie. What are they going to do? Like, like the Zabuza arc? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and the Zabuza arc doesn't even get you, like, hyped to go to a sequel. Like, <laughs> are we doing the tuning exams? I, I think. You'd yes. Have but, I mean, like, you have to build up so much before that. Like, there's a connection you have to build before the tuning exams. That's my point. And then on top of that, are we are we showing Shikaku? Are we showing uh, Tail Beast? Are we doing summonings of giant toads? Like Naruto has the same shit. Like, what are we doing here? Are we gonna see the nine tails in this nigga's body? Like, where where are we going? Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I don't the, know, man. That and that's my biggest problem with these shonen anime as movies. Dragon Ball Z, Naruto. Even though I think Dragon Ball Z could work better than Naruto and One Piece, Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach have so much exaggerated shit in it that it just it shouldn't be made. My Hero works because there's the weirdness. The weirdness of it is just a superhero world. We're in the superhero era right now. That would be a perfect movie. But if we're talking other anime, you got to keep it to Cowboy Bebop, Trigon, shit that can be grounded. Dragon Ball Z would work if they did it how the show does it because there's not too much cra craziness going on. It's but mainly like, just them flying around, punching and, and fighting, and you can do that. But yeah. like, like I said, with One Piece, you have a reindeer on your on in your main cast. You have a fucking skeleton in your main cast. Nar Naruto summons giant toads. Like, what are we doing? He wasn't in the first movie. <laughs> are we going to show the nine tails in the first movie? Because we got to. We got to. Yes. yes. Like, is the opening scene going to be the nine tails destroying the village? Because if not, I'm not watching it. Like, what are we doing? It has to. Yeah. I mean, there's no choice. So, I mean, that's why I just, I'm so adamant against these things because they work so well animated. Keep certain, keep some classics. You don't have to do that. And I don't. But I mean, like now, I'm saying, like, if you did wanted to do Witcher type money to a Naruto series, I think it would work. I'd. I'm being honest with you. 
I'd maybe watch it. Same I, thing with One Piece. I just I'd have the tr- the first trailer is gonna sell me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, like if the first trailer isn't popping, then I don't know if I ain't with it. Because if it, if if I'm seeing Naruto do a Rasengan in the first trailer, or if I'm seeing Luffy stretch his arm back in the first trailer, and they don't have me sold, I'm not watching the shit. Like, well, technically, in the first Naruto movie, he wouldn't have the Rasengan. Oh, okay, okay, Schubert. If I'm seeing if I'm seeing him do shadow clones and that shit don't look right, or if I'm that's true, that's facts. Or if I'm seeing the Nine Tails and it doesn't look right, or or uh, Kakashi do Chidori and it doesn't look right, I'm gonna have problems. Whereas in the Cowboy Bebop first trailer, John Cho just gotta look cool <laughs> and walking around doing some martial arts, smoking cigarettes. If he looks cool and the spaceship looks cool, I'm sold. They have less to sell me on. That's fair. Like, you know that's true, bro. Like, come on, man. Let's not do this. Like, fuck, Warner Brothers. But I, I, I am all behind the My Hero movie, though, I must say. Yeah, I, I think it, it could work from what you've sold, sold me. But I, but I would rather a My Hero television series on HBO. You know, that's just yeah. me. O- on HBO Max, streaming. Series is always better, in my opinion, with these animes. Same. But a yeah. movie, I wouldn't be mad at a My Hero. Unless movie. it's like, you know, Ghost in the Shell, which was a movie. Because they could do it epic. Like the My Hero movie in like the vein, like if they if if Warner Brothers is serious about this and they take it like DC and Marvel, that will be amazing. Do you ever think they're gonna try and do the movies like Spirited Away live action? No, bro. They would never, never. They would never touch. It. I don't think Miyazaki would ever let them touch that or Miyazaki's estate. Yeah. Like I don't think no. Those things are classics. I don't think they would ever touch those things. Yeah. Like Akira is. That's why I don't think Akira is ever gonna get made. Like they they have the rights to it, but it's just like some of those things are too hard, bro. Like like that's why I don't uh, Akira. Doesn't like, Taika Waititi have Akira right now? He he turned it. He stopped. He's not doing it anymore. Mm. And th- th- you have a big sludge monster that comes out that is, and you have tiny children who are like levitating shit. Like there's so much shit. Like it could work, but I don't know, man. Like I I, I say keep if you're doing anime live action. Keep it to the things like Black Lagoon, Cowboy Bebop, Trigon. My Hero works because it's a special case, but you got to do the things that are rooted in, in our reality. And I know yeah. people, you're limiting creativity, but if you're not going to put the budget into it, it's never going to fucking work. So yeah, that's just my thing. Next up, we got Vincent D'Onofrio, John Bernthal, Richard Thomas, Linda Edmond, and Emma Nelson are joining Sandra Bullock and Viola Davis in the untitled Netflix thriller Graham King. Uh, Asling Franciosi and Rob Morgan are also on board to star. Nora Fitchstein will direct from a script from Mission Impossible Farm, Hell, uh, Mission, Mission Impossible Fallout scribe Christopher McCrory. Bullock's character is released from prison after serving time for a violent crime and re-enters a society that refuses to forgive her past, facing severe judgment from her former friends and her peers. Her only hope in redemption is for finding the strange younger sister she was forced to leave behind. I'm wondering how it's going to be a thriller. I don't know. There's got to be some kind of, like, bigger Prom- issue. Fault? Yeah, something. Or like her it- sister's got to be, like, you know, a murderer. No, I'm just kidding. Or like, like that, though. or, like, are the b- people who used to be in her life are going to just, like, bully her and, like, stone her? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? This is another what are we doing here. But, you know, good for Netflix. I'm, I got to see a trailer, but this sounds... Good, you know, names are in it. You know? Yeah, you know, nice cast, but... So, we'll see. Whatevs. Chris McQuarrie, yeah. You can write stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have no idea about about this thing, and it, 
it, it's untitled, so I don't think Netflix wants us to know anything about it either. Yeah, I think this is just early in development. Yep. Uh, so Lionsgate has said its long-delayed science fiction movie Chaos Walking, starring Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley, for January 22nd, 2021. Chaos Walking was originally set to launch uh, in March of last year, but reshoots forced Lionsgate to push back the opening, probably because of those two's busy schedules. Yeah. Um, Doug Lyman directed the film based on Patrick Ness's Chaos Walking, The Knife of Never Letting Go, a book that was published in 2008 as the first of a trilogy set in a dystopian world where all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts. Jesus, this sounds interesting. Go Good for Daisy and Tom. Hopefully this is good. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine those two in a movie together? Like, I know. really interesting. Cynthia Ervo is also in it. Nice, nice. Uh, she sang yeah. pretty well at the Oscars tonight. Exactly. You know, she's been really a rising talent recently. Nick Jonas is also in the film. All right. I might check this out. You know, sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a dystopian world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts and stream of images, words, sounds called noise. So if there's no women, how's Daisy Ridley and Cynthia Erivo in this movie? Are they they're memories? Probably like, they're probably like the only women. OK, OK. Interesting. I'm, I'm okay. all right. I'll check this out, you know, see what's up. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to be cool. I, do, I just want to see Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley on on uh, screen together. I think that'd be so interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'd be interesting to see if I don't. Like think I've already be, seen the pic of it, and I'm just like, ooh. I don't think they'd be love interests. Ray I, and Spider Man. I, I feel like he she'd be more of a big sister type or a friend type. Than, I'm not even saying it in that way. I'm just like Ray and Spider Man team up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, so Ryan Johnson, speaking of people in Star Wars, uh, he's provided new details for the recently announced sequel to Knives Out. On the Oscars red carpet, he stated that Daniel Craig's Southern Sleuth will be tasked to introduce a brand new set of characters played by a different ensemble. All right, I'm so down do for think? this. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely down for this. To see Benoit Blanc back being a detective and solving a new crime with a new cast. Like, you got to make it as eccentric as the first one. I'd love to see, like, a black family. That'd be crazy. Like, <laughs> like imagine, That would like, be good. That'd be nuts. Like, imagine if he could get Idris Elba, Viola Davis, Michael B. Jordan, uh, freaking uh, Trevante Rhodes. Like, just the best black cast you could get. And just seeing Benoit Blanc try to solve solve that murder or whatever the hell is going on. That'd be hilarious. I'd love that. Yeah, I'm wondering like if he's gonna like retain Lake Stanfield and the other guy who was the other detective, or if it's just gonna be him. Um, but I, I'm really... honestly, I would love for it to be a different like different detective because he's in a different city. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, like I want to see like a whole different city. I'm wondering how long they're gonna do this knives out thing. I mean, the first movie was really good. If they kill it here, I mean, I think you could just do like almost a a trilogy of Daniel Craig. Uh, Look at Daniel Craig. Stepping out of one series, jumping into another. Yeah, man, he's just a killer actor. What do you, what do you say? What can you say? Yeah, good for good for Daniel. I'm actually really really hyped for this, and good for Ryan Johnson. Like, yeah, you didn't kill it in Last Jedi, but you made a great some movie. Some people, some people, he did. Look, let me just um, let me finish. The thing. You didn't make a great movie in Last Jedi. You made a great movie in Looper. Knives Out was great. I'm excited to see this. You bounce back now. That let's keep it going, Ryan. I'm excited for you. But next up, we got Bruno Mars is set to star in and produce a music-themed theatrical film that will be developed by Disney, which features mostly original music that he will write and perform. All right, Bruno. Whatever. I thought that was pretty interesting. Good for you. Like, it's gonna be some Disney-fied musical stuff, but 
cool, cool. Probably I'm wondering said, if it's gonna be like I guess it's gonna be animated. Oh, I, yeah. it was. I thought it was gonna be live action. If it's live action, it's gonna be kind of like some in New York, and I just picture in New York or L.A. in some hood, some shit going. I'm picturing West Side Story. Like I, I just am. <laughs> I mean, he's from Hawaii. It could be Hawaiian. Ooh, true, 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 true. You right. Yeah. No. Whatever. Good. Good for Bruno Mars. I'm interested to see that. Next up, we got D- director Gareth Edwards has found his follow-up to Rogue One, a new untitled project for New Regency. New Regency is set to produce and finance a new untitled sci-fi film written and directed by Edwards. Kiki Hart, who's also co-produced Rogue One, was service producer on the film. The project is an original idea by Edwards, is a nearest future sci-fi story. Uh, the plot specifics are un- currently undisclosed. The sources say casting is underway with a hope for a shoot this summer. Schubert, does this interest you? Yeah, I mean Gareth Edwards, I thought did a really, or you know, we, it's if you say if he did a good job or not with Rogue One, um, because um, he but, do thing. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Tony, I, I mean, Tony Gilroy reshot that whole shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think there's a lot more that you got to wait on with this. Uh, I need to know the plot specifics, what is called, what what are we what are we doing here? I mean, sci-fi is sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> and it's near future, so like, what does that mean? Like, where we at? Are we still on our like Earth? Twenty forty. Like, yeah, exactly. So, guy, I'm with you. Got to hear more from this. Next up, we got Legendary has closed the deal for Ryan and Andy Tillhill to direct a reboot classic of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I hope this is good, and they do it in uh, akin to Halloween. If so, I'm gonna be interested in this. If this is just another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's like, whatever. Then whatever. Like this, well, I think the really interesting thing, I think this is, I don't know how horror fans feel about this, but I almost feel like we're in a res- renaissance of horror. I agree with now that. You have people who are actually great filmmakers, you know, really do putting in the work for these horror films to not only make them uh, very scary, but also good movies. Yeah, not relying just on jump scares. Exactly. So I think that this is a good time for these movies to kind of have a resurgence because now you're going to have people who really have a passion for these past movies and they're going to do something interesting and new with it. Take their yeah. own, Make it their own take. It's interesting because I wonder what happened with the directors who were in the 2000s making horror from, like the early 2000s. Like they were just making teen jump cuts. And like I like those movies, but like it seems like the people directing horror now are like real horror genre fans. Well, it's all about your influences. So like the people from that time were getting influences from these really old horror movies that didn't really have a lot of elements. And so these people are getting influence from movies like Scream and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, yeah. that kind of pushed the envelope in horror movies, so they're trying the to push it even more. You know? yeah. yeah. Like, Jordan Peele definitely and, got inspiration from that. I mean, Saw is another one of those examples, like, from an early 2000s standpoint, and, you know, it kind of just started pushing the envelope on, like, what was a horror movie and, like, what you could do with one uh, shooting-wise. So, like, I think that and Blumhouse really is the forefront of that. I mean, they've yeah, they just are. completely changed the horror movie game. Them so, and A24. props to them. Yeah, got to shout out Blumhouse. Got to shout out A24. They're killing it in the horror genre right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, the last story we got is Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's going to play Gladys Presley, the King of Rock's mother, in Boz Lerman's Elvis. Um, throughout his career, Elvis talked about his devotion to his mother, consistently calling her his number one girl. The close relationship is said to have continued when the musician's career took off 
enduring Gladys's bout with depression due to his time away from home. So she's going to play a pretty big role. Yeah. It's going to be all about her chemistry with Austin Butler. Definitely. And, I kind of um, wish she I looks guess like in a sense with Tom Hanks. But I was thinking this, I kind of wish he it was uh it was Miles Teller now. Cuz now that I'm seeing Maggie Gyllenhaal, Tom Hanks, I kind of wish it was Miles Teller cuz I just feel like Miles Teller is a bit better actor than Austin Butler, but never never going to count someone out. This could be Austin Butler's breakout, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, Austin Butler did pretty good in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. My bad, Austin. All right, my bad. He did do a decent job in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm willing to give him a shot. You're right. All right, I'm tripping. My bad. Um. Yeah. So that's really all I got for for everything. I don't really have too much of a take on this. I mean, I think that Maggie Gyllenhaal is gonna be given this opportunity i we'll see what she does with it uh I, a lot of people have different opinions on maggie gyllenhaal movies i know you didn't like her in batman so no i love i'm I'm more of a katie holmes guy i'm always more of a katie holmes guy <laughs> maggie gyllenhaal pissed me off but i, I, I digress like i'm not getting into that right now <laughs> anyway the box office something else that's a little bit ugh. Uh, Jumanji is number five. Doolittle's number four. Nineteen Seventeen number three. Bad Boys for Life number two. And of course, Birds of Prey on top, but not as much money as they wanted. Can we talk about that later? Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let's get into the movie on the rise. And look, this is just to save our review of it, because like we're gonna spoil shit. But I think there's a conversation to be had at why it made that much money. Sure. So, um, but let's go into the movie on the rise. You can start us off. All right, I got ne- Narcos Mexico season two. Uh, that'll oh, be out. One. Yeah, that'll be out on February the thirteenth. As well as out right now, there's a documentary about who killed Malcolm X that I'm really interested to see, and I'm gonna put that on the movie on the rise because I think it's a case that never got solved, and because of this Netflix documentary, they're uh, they're uh, what you call it? Oh my goodness, they're they're opening the case up in New York again to like redo oh, to like okay. yeah to like re uh try to solve it so yeah this netflix documentary must be pretty damn good yeah similar to what they did with like making a murderer yep you know put some put some spotlight on something and maybe people will do something about it yep no i'm I'm with you so that's that's my movie on the rise cool um for me this season of survivors gonna be really unique and interesting this is the first survivor season where all the contestants are past winners so for a show that's been long-standing uh, since like you know the late late nineties, early two thousands, uh, to see the culmination of all those years and see all those people on the beach will be really interesting. Um, all players that have really uh, obviously strong gameplay and know how to know know what they're doing out there, it would be a, kind of a sight to see. It's almost like the all stars of uh, anything, you know. Uh, so that's my first movie on the rise, or I guess TV show. The second one, Brooklyn Nine Nine's coming with season seven. I've been really enjoying catching up with it uh, on Hulu, and so I'm excited to see the new season. Yeah, I'm gonna check out Brooklyn Nine Nine for sure. For sure, yeah. I've I've been watching some episodes in season six, getting ready for the new season. And man, I'm trying to remember. Oh, the one where like Nicolaj's father comes in from like latvia is one of the funniest episodes of that entire show i swear yeah no i'm with you and andy um oh man what's this what's andy's last name andy Sam- yeah andy sandberg kills it and i and i really do like this show so i'm excited for brooklyn 99 season seven 
All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Oscars. I didn't really watch it, but we do have the winner. So, oh, I watched so it. Talk about some of that. Yeah. Me, how'd you feel about the thing? All right. First off, Eminem's performance was fucking whack. Schubert, excuse me. I'm just gonna rant. I'm gonna talk more <laughs> about this on Thursday thing. But my goodness, it was fucking whack. I get. Oh, Eminem didn't didn't perform in his 2002 or 2008, whatever the fucking year he won it was. But we're going to let him perform in 2019. And then my whole thing is, if we're not going to let Kevin Hart host, who had a homophobic tweet, we're going to let Eminem, of all people, perform the the most homophobic rapper of all freaking time. We're going to let this dude perform? Hi- hypocritical Oscars, hippa fucking critical, and the performance itself was trash. Yeah, Lose Yourself won the Oscar, but like, my goodness, we're, we're doing Lose Yourself in 2020. Yeah, I didn't even know they did that. That's like really weird. Lame. Like, why did they do that? It's so because lame. He, because now he wants to perform because his career's in the shitter. <laughs> yeah, now Oscars, I'll take you up on your offer. Well, now it's even more in the shitter. Exactly, trash. But I was this Oscars wasn't really shocking. This Oscars Didn't was. Didn't Brad Pitt say something? Oh yeah, Brad Pitt said some. Uh, he said some, some shit about the stuff. Senate. Yeah, but we're not okay. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about in terms of winners. Wasn't too shocking. We knew the best animated film, which was uh, Toy Story. Adapted. Well, I mean, to- that didn't win the Golden Globes. The Missing Link did. Oh, for real? So like, I was really iffy on Toy Story winning best animated feature tonight. So when he told me that, I was like super pumped. People wanted Klaus to win. Yeah, I've heard Klaus is really good. Yeah, me too. But you um, know, but I I thought Toy Story four was great. really one of the the better animated movies I'd seen since Spider Man. Yep, like, it, it was great. I'm glad it won. Uh, supporting actor went to Brad Pitt, which I'm happy about. Looking compared to the people who were nominated, Tom Hanks, okay. Anthony Hopkins, okay. Al Pacino, Joe Pesci was great, but. Brad Pitt really killed it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I'm glad he won. Animated short, I want to shout out Matthew Cherry for Hair Love. That was awesome. Yeah, that, man. That that's a really great. good short. Yeah, great animated short. Congratulations to Mr. He's a, f- a former football player, right? Yep. Yeah, good on him. And good. we were seeing a lot of these athletes come in and really killing the short game. They can tell stories, man. Like, people are more than just athletes, you know? Show, mm-hmm. It shows that athletes are more than just dribbling and, and running into touchdowns but we're not going to talk about that because we're not a political podcast but shout out to matthew cherry uh original screenplay went to bong jun ho i want to make sure i pronounce his name right parasite congratulations he he racked up awards we're gonna get to more of his stuff later adapted screenplay jojo rabbit taika with td good for taika to pull something in because jojo rabbit like you said is great are you happy yes. to adapt screenplay I'm happy I got something. You know, it was just good that it was at least nominated for Best Picture because I thought it deserved that. Yep. So we're not gonna talk about production design, even though that went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Costume Little Women, Best Documentary, The American Factory. Um, Laura Dern got Supporting Actress, which I thought was great. Her, she, her in Marriage Story. I, I hated her character in Marriage Story, but that's because of how good she acted. It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. I don't know what you thought about her in Jojo Rabbit. Margot Robbie, Bombshell Okay, Florence Pugh, Little Women, Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Glad Laura Dern, got it. Sound editing went to Ford and Ferrari, glad that that's got some stuff in it. Sound mixing went to 1917, cinematography went to 1917, film editing went to Ford and Ferrari, visual effects 1917, which I was shocked by, but you weren't. 
No, I wasn't. I mean, 1917 does something that we'd never seen before in film. I mean, it takes uh, like a, a Red Dead Redemption kind of game, a GTA kind of game, and brings it into life where you're completely following a character. We got no stoppages, no cuts. We're following him on his entire journey. And but I isn't think that, that some cinematography? It's visual, man. I mean, it's the cameras, it's the 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 bombs, it's how everything looked. It it's and I think it means something that it was more than just something that you could click on a computer. I mean, it was Shot a lot. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, the one because that those animals look damn near like animals, bro. Those, those things were amazing. Yeah, it looked like uh, real animals in a real landscape in a computer program. <laughs> oh, shots fired! You don't think you you don't think Rise of Skywalker should won? No. <laughs> Because it wasn't real. Like, that's the thing. Like, 1917, like, made it look so real. Like, it looked like I was, like, just looking in a window. Like, it was crazy. And, like, and it was, and it was, you never felt like you were just, like, watching a movie. Like, you felt like you were, like, in the, in the, the midst of it. Because you're following him from all different directions. It was, it was really like you were controlling him, like a video game. It was so cool. All right, I'm going to have to watch it. Before I talk shit, I'm going to watch it. All right, Makeup and Hair went to Bombshell. Cool. Best international feature film went to Parasite. Shout out to Bong again. Original score went to Joker. I thought that was great because, honestly, the score in Joker showed you the man as he went into his madness. Like, sure. the score was really, really good, and I was, I'm glad that that won. Um, original song went to Rocket Man. Director... Bong, Bong beat out Quentin, Sam Mendes, Todd Phillips, and Martin Scorsese. I agree. I have to agree with that because me and Schubert talked about this off air, and we'll talk more about this with the best picture. But Martin Scorsese, you can say that The Irishman was not his best film. Quentin Tarantino, you can also say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was not his best film. Schubert, Sam Mendes, I'm not going to comment on that. What do you feel? Um, I mean, I feel like it, it could have. I haven't seen Parasite. I mean, I feel like 1917 could have taken best film. It's a kind of movie that could win best film. I think it was it's a solid second place. But I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world that it didn't win. All right, cool. And I mean, because I, I, mean, I haven't seen Parasite yet. I really think that maybe we should consider uh, reviewing Parasite next week. Yeah, we can. I'm down. I'll watch it. Oh, like I said, I was going to watch it tonight after we finish doing this. We'll definitely review Parasite next week. So we'll talk more about Bone. But the, the point is, Quinn shouldn't have won. Martin shouldn't have won. Joker is like Schubert has major qualms with it because of originality in the sense that it's it takes two Martin Scorsese films and jams them together and then it's Joker. And he's up against Martin Scorsese. And he's up against Martin Scorsese. So good for Boong Bong winning this. Lead actor though, the DC fans stand up. Let's take a bow. Two Jokers have won an Oscar. Marvel, where's your Oscar freaking winner at? Where's it at? Not talking. They got, not they got to, no character that carries enough gravity. I'm not trying to start beef. I'm not trying to start shade. But let's fucking go, Joaquin. I told my girlfriend I was gonna be pissed if anybody else won. Antonio Banderas, cool. Leonardo DiCaprio, that was not your best outing, and you, you, you're great. You're one of my favorite actors, if not one of, if not probably my my favorite actor besides Denzel Washington. I'm not. I wasn't giving it to you. Adam Driver was the only person I would have accepted. That that winning if it wasn't Joaquin because he really did kill it and Jonathan Price and the two popes whatever glad for Joaquin winning it lead actress I was actually shocked that Renee Zellweger won just because I haven't heard much about Judy but I heard maybe it was really good oh you heard yeah, it was she was really good I don't know the movie but she was really good I thought yeah. I thought Scarlett or Shirley's was gonna win 
Uh, I don't know. I think Cersei Ronan had a shot with Little Women. Yeah, Little Women has been like a really big success. I saw that it made it just got to like a hundred million or something like that. Yeah, people saying it's gotten some subs because people are upset that uh, Greta Gerwig wasn't in director. Um, you know, I really think that it was hard to. They only they only have five people in directing, and it's just one of those things where it's not like I don't think that. Greta Gerwig didn't deserve it, but I also don't think the guys that were in there didn't deserve it. So yeah, it's like I'm not gonna like pull someone for that. Like I, th- I think that I think that that's a category that they could consider extending. People are saying I the one you take out is Todd Phillips. Okay, that, that that's the complaint I heard. But I but look, I'm with you. I don't think I, I think all those people that that were nominated should have been nominated because they made damn good films. <laughs> and not saying that Little Women's not a good film. It's just sorry. It's not maybe it's not it's maybe it's not my cup of tea, but you know whatever. You know, glad. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even gonna say anything about Little Women. I mean, it's just the one. It's just that. Yeah, maybe Greta Gerwig's movie was really good, but also those people's movies were really good too. So yeah, true. So we, I'm, I'm with you. Let's extend the category to six. Uh, lead actor, like I said, Joaquin Renee Zellweger. Lead actress, Best Picture went to Parasite. So Bong took home Best, uh, Best Picture, Best Director. Best International Film, and Best Original Screenplay. Good for that dude, man. We're definitely going to review Parasite next week. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to watch it and read it. Look, man, you know I watch anime. I'm cool with reading subtitles. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not hating on it. Nope, word. But, it's, but, it's def- but, you know, it's definitely something you got to factor in. Oh, big facts. But like, like we said, like, I'm not giving it to the Irishman. Not giving it to Joker, not giving it to Marisol, not giving it to Little Women. 1917, you liked how it looked and how it was, but you had problems with some of the story. Uh, the Irishman. Yeah. Two, Jojo Rabbit was a funny film. You thought it was a great film. I mean, is- it was more, it's, it's got more serious elements than funny elements at the end of the day. But I mean, it's not like the movie that you watch and you're like, oh yeah, that was the best picture. Yeah. And then Ford and Ferrari. I thought was a good movie, but like you said, it's not a best picture. It's just like a good time at the movie. I don't know. I I, I didn't see it. I mean, it could have been. Uh, no, I'm I'm saying it because like I saw it. Okay. Yeah. No, like Ford and Ferrari, great movie. I loved it, but I don't know if it's best picture worthy. Okay. And that's just my thing. So that that's the Oscars. We'll, we'll see what Parasite. DC fans stand up, and we will review Parasite next week. All right, Schubert, it's time. What did you think? Okay. Pray. Um. I thought it was all right, man. I thought it was like better than Suicide Squad. Um, I really, I mean, I like the personalized Harley Quinn story. I think it helped that I watched the animated series. Um, I I thought that, you know, Margot Robbie did a really good job. Uh, I thought that a lot of the action elements of the movie were really fun and exciting. I thought that I got lost a little bit in in some sequences uh, with some of the flashing back and forth um in the beginning and at, at the end of the day as a, a batman fan i really don't like what they did with any of the characters <laughs> my thing okay look um, uh, but okay i mean i digress i thought mary elizabeth Winstead did a good job as huntress i wish they would have expanded her character more it would have given her more to do it seemed like it was less of a birds of prey movie more of a harley quinn movie uh, so my I don't thing know. Is, this movie should have like, just been called the second part of the movie and not Birds of Prey. It it was it was better than Suicide Squad. I think it I think it was better than Aquaman. I don't think it was better than Wonder Woman, and I don't think it was better than Shazam. 
now all right I, I, I think it nah you're right i don't think it's better i think it's i think it's right after aquaman you're right because aquaman i didn't really enjoy this the whole time i was thinking man it sucks that dc doesn't have their batman because where the fuck is he if you're in gotham like why well, is they, all did, of this they did a lot of daytime scenes on purpose i think because of that yeah but like so batman don't come out during the day <laughs> no like if, like if harley quinn is exploding fucking the fucking uh the whatchamacall, Ace Chemicals. You don't think that was nice. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was my major problem with it. But okay, I understand. Robert Pattinson hasn't had his movie yet. And, and Affleck, also, like, it sucks that, you know, there's no Joker involved, but that was that was their decision. I'm not mad at it, because if, if you're going to get a new Robert Pattinson, you know you got to get a new Joker. And, I, and I'm cool with Margot Robbie, because I love her Harley Quinn, that I want her to be in the Pattinson Batman. So, whatever. I'll accept that. The story, to me, is my major issue with this. It, it 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 just felt like luster in a sense. I had fun with the movie. I loved Margot Robbie. I loved Ewan McGregor's Black Mass. My fucking goodness. Loved him. Thought Zaz was a little wasted. Thought Zaz was wasted. I loved- Zaz was terrible. Yeah, didn't like Zaz. Thought Zaz was wasted. I loved... I, hot take, the Gotham Zaz was better than that guy. Oh, that Zaz was wasted, bro. Zaz is supposed to be a serial killer type person, and I wanted to see more of that, but they didn't do that. And it was just like, okay, whatever. Zaz was just a wasted character. Huntress I loved. I liked Black Canary a lot. I really did. I did, yeah. I thought, I thought she was good. And I just feel like this, like you said, was the Harley Quinn movie with Birds of Prey to set up them so when we do Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens, it'll work. Yeah. And I, and, I but I but I will say before you do Gotham City Sirens versus Birds of Prey, I need a movie with just the Birds of Prey, and I need a Batgirl to come in and lead these people because they don't have a leader right now. Is that Cassandra Cain supposed to be the Bat Batgirl? No, and that's also kind of fucked that they made Cassandra Cain go with Harley Quinn because she's supposed to be an amazing Batgirl type character. That's what I've that that, that upset me. Like, yeah, I that upset like me that. too. No, I didn't um, like that either. I didn't like that she's a villain. And well, uh, I didn't like. I didn't over at the end of the day. I didn't like casting Rosie Press because when I watched her in her role, I couldn't get past Pineapple Express. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't get past Rosie Perez and do the right thing. So I'm right there with you. She still acts the same way. The same. The exact movie. same. She's been the same person every like when she started talking. I was like, "Oh, this is Rosie Perez." <laughs> yeah, so I, I wasn't really into that, but I mean, I really enjoyed everything. I'm upset that... to see McGregor. Like, I wish they would have kept him to be in a Pattinson movie. That's exactly, man. Like, that was the thing. Like, like that's why I was saying, like, as a Batman fan, it, it like crushed me because like they didn't do Victor's ass very well and killed him, and so he's gone. Yeah. And then they killed Black Mask. I'm sorry. You know, I guess we're spoiling it anyway. So, yeah, they killed Black Mask. I mean, shit. Like, what What now? That was wasted. Or, he didn't even have a lot. He didn't even have as much to do. Like, that Black Mask was, like, semi-badass. I mean, like, he, he didn't really do anything man. big time. Yeah, he, he fight just, like, fight. was a misogynist. Like, <laughs> like he's... Like, not enough action with Black Mask. I wanted to see him like shoot some guns or stab somebody, like or like, wear the mask more than like uh, five seconds at the end. Yeah, because you and McGregor's like, I'm not putting that shit on. But like, it's it's whatevs, man. Like this movie was okay. I don't think it's as good as critics are making it out to be. Like you said, the action was good. I don't think it's bad as critics are making it out to be either. Yeah, I don't think it's like a four, but I don't think it's a nine or an eight. I think it's like a seven. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe a six. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven. No, I'm going to give it a solid seven. Uh, I'll give it a six and a half. I huh? mean, like, I want to see it again. And, like, I don't hate it. I like it more than Suicide Squad. I like it more than Justice League. I like yes. Yeah. I'm not going to even stunt. I like BVS and Man of Steel. I don't like it more than them. But in terms of everything after Justice League, I think it's at the bottom. But It's just different, man. It's, yeah. like, it's just like really hard to peg it because it's not like your typical superhero movie. And like I think that that's why, like, you know, if we're talking about the box office, too, like I think that kind of like what it reflects to, like it's yeah. not their kind of like event film. It's not like, no. oh, yeah, you got to see the Birds of Prey because the Birds of Prey are kicking ass. Like it didn't really – that wasn't what it was. It was – it had really great action sequences, but it wasn't like a superhero movie. It was more of like a, a character piece on Harley Quinn um, yeah. with some with a lot of action, and that's fine. And it was good, and I it was interesting, but like it's not going to be the your hundred million dollar blockbuster hit. No, I think I agree with you. I think which this- is why it's hard to compare it to like Wonder Woman and Aquaman because it's not it's not that kind of movie. It's not, and I feel like. Because the trailers were so centered on Harley Quinn and like it, 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 like I just don't, I just don't think Harley Quinn puts butts in seats like maybe people would have thought of. And the trailer showed action, but it wasn't really like crazy, crazy action. Downplayed it. Yeah, and you just made it seem like you and McGregor. You never showed you and McGregor in the black mask except like maybe one shot in the trailer, and well, you that was just- as much as he had in the movie. And it's just like, I feel like if you wanted this movie to make $100 million, you would have had Ewan McGregor in the mask the whole time and showing him doing, actually have him doing stuff and showing the Birds of Prey fighting, whereas instead of this being a movie, a commentary on Harley Quinn breaking up with the Joker. Yeah, I mean, I think that you really could have... Uh, and if I'm being if you, honest, if, the animated series was better than this. Oof. Is, uh, this, is that not true? Uh, Am I off? No. Yeah. <laughs> the animated series is dope. Uh, I like the animated series a lot, and I don't dislike this movie, but this movie, it was all right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if you wanted to make it an actual Birds of Prey thing, you wanted to give everyone's, like, their moment. Like, I would have loved to see more of a Mary Elizabeth Winstead, pretty much yes. female Punisher. Why did, why did, Smol- why did uh, Journey Smollett Bell only do the, do the canary cry at the end in one moment? Like, yeah, she kicked ass for a little bit, but even at the end, like even in the big Act Three fight, she wasn't really kicking or doing her birds Burt Canary moves. She was using Harley Quinn's bat. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't think that she was very well. I mean, she was good. She was developed, but like it wasn't really the Black Canary that I was expecting. Just both weren't developed. Like those actors, and, and just the fact that they put Cassandra Kane in there was just slapping the face to me. Like it was just pissing me off the whole time. I was like, this is not Cassandra Kane. They should have just named her something else. My question is now Anything. after this. But see, at the end of the day, I, I also think that they want to put Margot Robbie in the Batman. But I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Reeves is like, I don't want none of this shit in my shit. <laughs> but they were, but the Birds of Prey people were with Robert Pattinson. So I think they're going to, because Margot Robbie's in Suicide Squad. And I know the Batman wants to inter- intertwine with the Suicide Squad universe. I just. Well, I mean, and and also like with Rosie Perez's stuff, it makes me really hard to like understand like what kind of Gotham PD we're gonna be getting, and that kind of made me mad too. I'm like, what is this? Like, it also seemed like very like future looking. I was like, this is not Gotham, and it just. Uh, but that reads is Gotham, man. That's that's the only thing. Like DC was in a bind because Margot Robbie wanted to make this movie, 
it's not Affleck's Batman, so all their plans that they had to tie everything together just couldn't work. Margot Robbie's like, I'm still putting this movie out. And then it's like, all right, Margot, we'll put this out, but you got to be in Suicide Squad and wait for Robert Pattinson's Batman. And then I think I think we can't really judge the Gotham stuff until we see Matt Reeves' stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not hating too hard on this movie, man. Like, And I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy it, like, there's a, it's a really fun movie, but it's just the the overall spectrum of things that really puts a bad taste in my mouth. Like yeah. as a as a fan of like Gotham and the lore and stuff like that, it's just yeah, I mean it was it was them doing with their thing, and that's cool. It's just like I wish they would have kept some of the character, left them alone. Like Cassandra Cain, wish they would have left alone. Yeah, no, I'm which I wish they left her alone too. My, I uh, I just some certain things I loved. I loved Huntress. I loved. Black Canary. I loved Harley Quinn. I loved Ewan McGregor's Black Mass. I just wish they would have did different things with them. Yeah, and and my my showing was really interesting. And it, it wasn't that late. It was a. It started at nine ish because I mean it was eight thirty with the, you know previews and all that. There was a dude who was audibly snoring during the movie. Oh my my theater had very few many people in it. It was seven o'clock. Oh, my my theater was full, but there was a dude who was audibly snoring throughout the entire movie, and uh, and then my dad fell asleep near the end because it, because and I talked to him about this at points. There was at points where they would ramp up the action and then they would drag, and then it was like, okay, well, you just hype me up and then you just like. It was very oddly paced. Yeah, and I I didn't mind the beginning shit, the flash forward shit. I didn't mind it because uh, I, I I got through it, but it was just like it was very oddly paced. My theater was empty damn near. It was me and like six other people, or six to what eight other people. What day you on? Opening day, Thursday. Oh, God. At 7 o'clock. Dang, yeah. I mean, 8.30 on a Friday night for me, it was it was pretty full. I had to buy tickets beforehand to get a nice seat. But see, most movies that we go see that are these quote-unquote event films on Thursday, they're packed. Yeah, I'm surprised. And like that... That's why I was gonna say when we came in here, I understand why it made thirty three million. Yeah, I guess maybe not a lot of people are trying to see movies right now too. But no, because Bad Boys for Life was packed, bro. Like Bad Boys for Life is going on week four, and it's still it made it made almost as money much money as Birds of Prey did on his opening weekend. Yeesh. Like that's not that great. Like it was all right. It's not a loss for DC, but it's not a win. We'll see what the legs are, and it's it's gonna really struggle because like there's more movies coming out this. Uh, this month maybe they're not like the best movies but i feel like sonic is gonna get some eyeballs oh uh, i heard fan- and I heard sonic is amazing uh fantasy island i think uh, my dad was actually really intrigued when he saw that preview i think people are interested in seeing that uh and then what else is coming out um, i'm going to see sonic this weekend all the wild the uh the harrison ford movie i think people are gonna go see that well i heard so, that i mean Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the Impractical Jokers movie comes out in next week, so I mean, I think people are going to go see that too. So I, I think, think it's going to be hard for Birds of Prey to like carry with legs. I think Sonic's well, going to dominate the weekend. Yeah, Sonic's definitely going to dominate the weekend. I think Birds of Prey gets second, and I think it'll be second for a while. I think by come March sixth, it's going to be third or fourth because Onward's going to be out, and that's the Pixar film. And then once we get to Pixar, you got Bloodshot. You got a quiet place. You got Mulan. So like, yeah, it's like it's not gonna have great legs, but I think it'll stay second for a minute. But Sonic's definitely getting first, and I hear Sonic is amazing. Yo, Sonic is a one hour and forty minutes. Love it. I'm going to see Sonic it. next week, along with Parasite. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll try. Yeah, give it a shot because I'll go watch it. I definitely will. Shot on Thursday probably. I got a really busy weekend. You know, it's Mardi Gras season. 
Oh yeah, true, 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 true. I'm, I'm. Oh, I need to talk to you because I'm, I'm gonna probably be coming to New Orleans, but I'm gonna be staying at my, at my girlfriend's sister's house. But I'll, pay, I'll slide through. All right. Well, yeah, we're still on the show. About it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> I mean, that shows me my nerve because, like, Birds of Prey, we're not too hype on. So it's like none of us really talk about. It. I don't want to shit on it. Um, I, I saw the first episode of Lock and Key. I think it's interesting. I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, I don't want you to say anything because I'm I gotta watch it. I mm. slacked on Lock. We'll talk about that next week, too. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much everything I got for today. Me, too, brother. All right, so go ahead and tell us what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. If you haven't checked out the latest episode of Anime Talk, be sure to check that out on YouTube or all wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, this Thursday, new Bros Who Think podcast. We sat down with rapper uh trey lewis from baton rouge super super excited he's driver's brother super great artist and i'm and he has a really great story so be sure to check that out this thursday along with commentary we're probably gonna be talking gail king probably gonna be we're gonna be talking all kind of shit on on thursday so be on the lookout for that and charles and josh will be talking lsu basketball throughout the week and you can find everything going on at bros who think on twitter uh, and follow me at LinBWT, or you can check the website www.broswhothink.com. And if you want us to, if you have a question for us, or if you want to suggest a topic that you want to hear us discuss, go to the website broswhothink.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom, put your first last name in the subject line, put bros who binge in topic, question, whatever you got, and then me and Schubert will definitely discuss it next episode. But other than that, that's all I got, Shuby. All right. Well, the other thing that I kind of wanted to mention before we got out of here is you mentioned you saw like the first showdown match. I did. Yeah, well, you know, I, I really think that th- this is going to be a big thing, and I think it's worth mentioning on the podcast because we do have some of the we've had in the past Schmodown personalities, and hopefully we'll have some more in the future. So I think it's worth you know mentioning it. Uh, they had their live event in New York. Uh, Andrew Guy beats uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, who came on the show. Yeah, facts, facts. Um, really fun, really fun match. And uh, then there was a three way with um, Dan Merle. The kid, Brendan Meyer, and um, William Bibiani that came down the wire. I think the kids really got some potential. Dan Murrow, though, man, gonna face Ben Bateman. Yeah, it's gonna be wild, man. Like, I really, the Schmodown has really become like a crazy event thing for me. I'm super pumped about it and I'm following everything about it all the time. So it's really more, almost become part of a sports thing for me. I, I, I keep hype I, on the SEN live match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RB3 and uh, uh, Ben Goddard. I, I was, was surprised by Ben. Yeah, me too. I wanted RB3 to win, but when Ben won, I was like, all right, look at you, Ben. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I wanted RB3 to win, but Ben went in there and did his thing, and you got to respect him for that. That's what I'm saying. He won me over. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think the I, I think that was Jack, too, looking like Ryan Gosling. Looking like the knockoff Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah, dude. With his drive <laughs> jacket. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about all that. Uh, really got me into the kick to try and like, watch some more movies and, and get some more knowledge. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think that them recycling all the questions makes it a little easier, though. Definitely does. Those questions were pretty easy. Yeah, some of them were pretty easy. Like the, the fact that RB3 and Ben got uh, the perfect round, I was like, those questions were. But I got a perfect round when they, when they were doing it, but like I knew most of those answers. Yeah, I felt the same way. I think I did. I was like fist pumping while I was going along with it because I was like, yes, like I know these. Exactly. In some episodes, I'm like, oh God, I don't know any of this shit. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's everything I, I got to talk about. You know, thanks, Linda, for telling us what's been going on with the network. Be sure to tune in with everything that 
that we're doing and to check out the website. We got some articles up there too. You know, Julian's putting some stuff out. Time he time. has a new article coming out. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you keep on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hubert 14 You can listen to my radio show on WGSO 990 AM on the TuneIn radio app on Sundays at 7, sports show. So we're talking sports. And uh, yeah, so be sure to do any of that. Support the network, support what Linden's got going on. And um, I hope everyone goes out and enjoys the, the movies or enjoys Netflix. And like I said, so much good stuff going on. So there's a lot to partake in. So everyone have a great weekend. And as always, keep it. Congrats, Joaquin. <laughs>